0: Welcome to Beyond the Parent, the podcast for Christians seeking clarity for parenting in a confusing world. I'm Chuck Mead.
1: I'm Jeremy Autry.
0: We've got a great day uh, yeah. lined up today. So Jeremy and I have been talking and a lot of the things we mentioned seems to come back to one, I don't know if, uh, conversation, I mean it's going to be about conversation, but a good skill we need to have with our kids.
1: Yeah, I I think every area we've talked about in parenting so far, um, we have said something like, and one of the keys to this area is having open, consistent communication with your kids. Um, uh, That's hugely, incredibly, ridiculously important. Um, Actually, parenting children uh, involves demands open, healthy communication.
0: Yeah, it seems like we, especially even for parents who are cling closely to the Word of God, they have strong convictions. They want to teach their kids the truth. And if it's not open to a conversation, it's only us proclaiming hard truth to them, then it could lead to our kids not being willing to tell us at all. If they're struggling with doubts, and then when they're out of our house,
1: they go their own way because they never felt they could talk to us about yeah, it. Yeah, communication, healthy communication is a two-way communication. If, and I can't know what my kid's struggling with, what's going on in their heart, if I'm not actually hearing from them. Yeah, uh, That's 100%. I mean, this is um, foundational to this concept. Um, communication can be one way; and it still fits the definition, but that's not healthy parent-child communication, and that's definitely not the biblical concept of communication. And I think,
0: and we're—I know—we're going to get more into this, Jeremy. But I think part of it is we. This, as I know, just in my conversations with the students in our student ministry is I feel so strongly if they come bring up, whether it's in a discussion or they're just talking to me and they bring up a belief they have that I know does not line up with scripture or a thought they have, I'm quick to interject and I'm quick as the gatekeeper (laughs) to bring down and say, no, that's wrong and here's why. And I think if I'm not careful, even in those conversations, they're, they're not going to be open to talking to me about whether, hey, they will have questions about something or disagree if they think he's only going to want to give, you know, his viewpoint, even if my viewpoint's biblical, correct. So, you know what I mean? Like, how do we, that, that's what I struggle with is knowing mm-hmm. when to boldly proclaim the truth and when I need to stop, let them talk so that they hear heard. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. that's just a hard, um, a hard line to walk.
1: It's really, I mean, it's really hard, a really hard line to walk, especially in people that we have the responsibility of teaching, leading, correcting. It can be the gut response to correct. And to teach and to lead and not to hear. Yeah. Um, and there's a real danger in someone not feeling heard, especially uh, if we look at the world and things that are going on right now. And um, teenagers and even kids are really struggling with not having. Uh, I'm, I'm trying. To, I want to be careful using terms that are politically charged, but not having a safe space where they feel heard, understood, and cared about. And um, your home should be that space. Your kids should be able to say what they think and feel, right or wrong, good or bad, and know that they're going to be accepted and loved and respected, even if they won't be agreed with.
0: Right. So obviously, we're going to dive into how what this practically looks like. But a passage, Jeremy, that we brought up before from Deuteronomy six, seven through nine. One, what is that? Once say? or
1: twice we've yeah. brought up this verse. I mean, it's it's the core of biblical parenting. And as I read it, listen to how steep this is. In the, this really leans into the concept of constant communication centered around the word of God. Listen to this. You shall teach them diligently to your children. This is talking about the things of God. Shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So the word of God is something we should be talking about with our kids all the time and teaching them.
0: Yes, and so, this is something we've brought up before, but this, is, this again, underlines the emphasis, it doesn't have to be this set, okay, it's family devotion time, this is the one time we're going to sit down and talk about the Word of God and about His truth, and we're going to carve out these 30 minutes, and then the rest of our life, it's just a compartmentalized moment of our day where we talk about the things of God, but what that passage said that should permeate every single part of our life. Yeah, <laughs> drives, yep. dinners, um, working in the yard, anything that you're doing, watching
1: when, TV together, when you lie down and when you rise up. Yep, and everything in between. Yep, uh, all of our conversations should be centered around that. Yes. Um, well, centered might not be the right word, but informed by that.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so another passage from the book of Hebrews, and I never, I've read this passage before, Jeremy, but I never really thought of it in the terms of parenting, um, especially in communication, but it says, Hebrews 3, 12, and 13, Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So, Paul David Tripp in his book, Age of Opportunity, which is a biblical guide to parenting teens, he brings up this passage and uses this as the baseline. A lot of times we just view Hebrews 3, verse 13, in just relationships in the church. But he said this is should be the relationship between parents and their kids, a daily exhortation. He says our kids, like all of us, need daily contact, daily help, daily encouragement, daily exhortation, and daily pleading. They need constant conversation.
1: Yeah, not just to... To help them, to build them up, but also so that we understand what's going on in their heart and in their mind. You can't know that there's a problem, a real problem, unless you're having these deep, um, comfortable, and open conversations. And that requires this long-running daily devotion to communicating with your kid.
0: Yeah. And so, from that passage, we say they need this because of sin's deceitfulness, right? Like sin is blinding it. uh, We're not aware of it. And so, if we wait to exhort or have conversations with our kids until way after the fact, it's not something we're constantly doing, then there's no, they're definitely not going to be willing to receive any exhortation from us. That's why they say if this passage says daily exhort, and then you're just in the habit of um, having these conversations, so it doesn't come as shocking
1: to your kids. Right. That's. Uh, um, I'm thinking about uh, the parent, and I fall into this trap. Like, hey, you know, our conversation has been shallow and not real for for a while, and then suddenly there's this big thing, and I want to talk about it, and I have to go through the steps of, hey, I'm coming into your room, I'm bringing up this thing, and it just seems so out of the blue and awkward because I haven't maintained yeah. that conversation. And now it makes this hard thing an even harder thing because we have to get through the awkwardness of we don't have this constant conversation going on already.
0: Yeah. And so they, uh, this constant Communication. It's really a preventative measure. It is. You're not just doing okay. I'm going to have these conversations with with my kids just so they don't go crazy. No, like we're doing it because we love them and want to build relationships. In the same way, we want to have. If you're married, you want to have open communication with your spouse. You don't want to just um, only have. Deep conversations when there's a major issue, this there needs to be constant communication, and so we want to create a home environment where conversation is always taking
1: place. Yeah, you. Uh, it's your job. It's your responsibility to know where your kids at, what's going on with them, and how they feel about things. And you cannot effectively lead, teach, exhort without yeah. understanding, and without this constant conversation happening.
0: And I know just looking into my own life, why don't we naturally do this? Part of it is just stress and busyness. If you've got a lot of things going on, if you've got a to-do list through work and stuff you got to get done at home, it is hard to, because it does, it takes mental energy to have ongoing conversations. We naturally, if we're by ourselves, we want to just sit in front of the T V or we want to just work on everything we have to get done in life. And a lot of times we don't um just because of there's so many other things we feel like
1: we have to do, this is not prioritized because yeah. of that. Yeah. Um and just from a I don't know, sentimental point of view. <laughs> uh you have this many years, this many months, weeks, days, hours, and then your opportunity for the day-to-day easy access of communication with your kid is gone. Yeah, and um, uh, I haven't met a parent yet that is like, man, I spent too much time with my kid when they were younger. I <laughs> wish I could go back and spend less time. Yeah, um, everyone I talk to, it's the opposite. Man, I wish I had more time to spend with them and to talk to them and to listen to them. And uh, so the it's short. It's short. If you're in the middle of it, if you're where uh, Chuck is with a three-year-old, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't seem short now, But yeah. especially when things are going crazy, but it's short. Uh, it's very short. And your opportunity to impact them in the same way, to communicate with them in the same way, it's gone. Yeah. So we and have to grab it while we have the chance.
0: We do. And sometimes, Jeremy, it's like we're filling our time with things, and it's for are like to help our kids. It's not like b- even a selfish reason. Like maybe we're working, and we've or we're trying to get things set up for our kids. We're trying to do things. Um, we've got side projects, and there's things with that we have, and it's not because we're selfish. We're like I'm I'm needing to pick up these extra hours to help you know because I want to save up for a vacation. You know what I mean? Yep. And there's things we do that takes away from the conversation, and it's not with a. Wrong spirit. It's with a desire to bless and and help our
1: families. Yeah. Side note: There's also things that we're putting in our kids' lives, um, extracurriculars, that are taking up their time. Yeah. You know. So um, one big factor in this is the day only has so many hours, and if we're dropping the kids off at dance and soccer and um, whatever else play practice, and then we have all these other things going on. Then we have dinner in front of the TV, and then now it's bedtime because tomorrow starts again before the sun comes up, and suddenly these things that were actually the most important got shoved to the side.
0: And so we're not saying this, obviously, to shame you because we this is convicting for me of, man, I'm not having conversations with my family as I should, and it's because there's good things in our life, but they're not the best things. And so a lot of times it's choosing between what's good or what's really best yeah. for my family.
1: And then, uh, so there is just, we have to be purposeful about talking to our kids mm-hmm. and making sure there's time for that. But then there's also the element of, of a conversation itself being purposeful. Yeah. It's really easy for me and my sons to talk about things that don't matter. You know, and there's room for that. Um, we're, we're all big superhero nerds. And it's easy for us to get into long debates about which superheroes could defeat which superheroes and who is the coolest and which movie was dumb. And we're big Star Wars geeks. And it's really easy to just fall into that trap of talking about Star Wars, you know? Mm-hmm. And those things are fine, but they're not purposeful. They're right. not edifying my children. Um, yeah. So I have to make sure that there are these more important conversations going on.
0: Right. And some of those common interests, they can, they can be a gateway into a deeper conversation. Like I know really solid, deep friendships in my life, and they started with... Star Wars. Well, yeah, or a favorite TV show that we we both watched that had no spiritual implications whatsoever, but it was that was the entryway into our friendship, our relationship, and then it grew it deepened where we were able to have solid, edifying conversations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was that Green Acres? Was that the what's Green Acres? I didn't
1: think you knew Green Acres. I was just joking. It was Parks and Rec. Oh, okay. Oh man, (laughs) sorry. I love Parks and Rec (laughs) and Green Acres. So,
0: anyways, we talked about the need for communication, but what does this practically look like? So, Jeremy, how do we have? How do we begin to have
1: open communication with our kids? Um, So, I think I, I think I would like to at this point draw some lines. You know. Um, of what communication looks like. and Mm -hmm. uh, So there are times when your kid is messed up and the communication has to be, this moment demands this. Hey, you did something you Mm -hmm. should not have done. And we're getting ready to talk about that. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, this communication is very much, let me help you understand this rule. Let me help you understand what the Bible says about this behavior I'm teaching you. Um, And uh, that has to happen in that moment. Mm -hmm. This is fresh. This is going on right now. We have to correct this behavior. And boom, here is the truth. And you're going to have to hear this. Mm -hmm. And as a person in this family, living in this home, this is what you have to abide by. Um, So that's one form of conversation that we have to make sure happens. But... I, uh, I want to say that it's very important that that communication is a conversation. Yeah. Very rarely should you be able, should you be pulling out the um, because I said so card. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a dangerous card to play for a few reasons. Um, first and foremost, you haven't informed their thinking and you haven't changed their heart. You just controlled their behavior yeah um, and behavior modification is important, especially with a younger kid. Um, uh, you guys are facing this now with a preschool toddler in your house. Mm-hmm. A lot of what you're doing, I can't help you understand all the concepts behind this because you're only three. yeah I'm, I'm modifying your behavior, but when you're 13, right I can't do that same thing. you know what I mean? Uh, this communication has to be trying to help you understand why we behave this way so that once you're an adult and you're making your own decisions, I I want you to learn to do things God's way so you can glorify Him as an adult and live the life He wants you to have. And that, uh, this is what I've fallen into when I've had this disagreement with my sons in the past, and uh, I'm embarrassed to say this, but... uh, you're going to do this because I said to do this. This is how we live in our house. If you want to live here, then this is how you're going to behave. Now, when you're grown, you can do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. How stupid was that? <laughs> yeah. No, don't do the ungodly thing when you're grown. Why am I telling my kid, hey, if you want to do this thing that doesn't please the Lord and it's going to hurt you eventually, once you're grown, you can do that. What a stupid concept. It should have been me getting myself under control Controlling my temper and discussing with them why. Yeah. Now, ultimately, this is the rule. You have to follow it. But there still should have been a discussion. And instead of edifying my kid, instead of raising them and helping them grow, when I did that, I'm pushing them down. I'm turning them. I'm almost making uh, the word of God, the concepts of God, the precepts of God, the enemy. Yeah. And the, my kid's just looking for a chance to get out from under that.
0: Right so we when we have those cuz part of communication and part of parenting is correcting it is disciplining like that's part of communication not all not our only communication with our kids but a big part of it and so when we do that you're saying we need to be ready to give the why not just and, and sometimes there's going to be moments we don't have the time we are in a crisis moment where you have to give the why and explain more when things are less heated. But when that happens, we need to be ready to have that communicate communication.
1: One hundred percent. And uh, Proverbs twelve eighteen. I love this. There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. This is talking about the communication, the way it's communicated. It's not talking about the teaching. I could take a truth and use the communication of that truth to injure my kid and my relationship with my kid and their relationship with God. Or I can do it in a wise, Holy Spirit-informed way that's going to bring healing to my kid. Mm. Um, And allowing them to be heard allowing them to wrestle with the concept, giving them time, all of that is part of healthy communication instead of just coming in and saying, I'm the parent, I'm the authority, you're going to do what I say. That's the end of it.
0: And I think a lot of the concept, the reason I think people have bucked against that, against communication, asking questions, is it comes across as disrespectful. So, hey, this is just being disrespectful when you ask yeah. questions. And so it's like, shut
1: up. Don't, yeah. don't talk
0: back to me. Yeah,
1: what a prideful waiter. <laughs> and this is me. Yeah. Like, if my son's listen to this, I'm so embarrassed because, man, I fall into this. Mm. You're going to respect me, and uh, I'm the parent, the Bible says, for you to respect and honor me, and you're going to do that, and... And ultimately, I'm saying, hey, I'm I'm so important, and you're just a kid, and what you think and feel doesn't matter. And that's what they're hearing more than whatever biblical thing I'm trying to teach them, or or maybe, uh, God forbid, not a biblical thing, but a Jeremy thing that I want to teach them. Suddenly, just the fact that they're not important to me is what's being communicated to them.
0: And our kids do need to learn respect. This is something we want to teach them. We want to teach them the right way to ask questions. We want to teach them the right way to handle um, disagreements. So we're not saying, yeah, just give your kids free reign to just (laughs) say whatever they want to you, your spouse, like any adults. But I think what we have to understand is our kids are thinking differently from us. So even if they're not verbalizing to us, what they feel about, even maybe something they disagree about in the Bible or something they disagree about when it comes to um, social issues or when it comes to marriage and gender, things like that, because they're hearing different things from the culture. So, they're thinking that, would we rather them just hold on to those thoughts, get out of our house, and because they never, they knew if they brought it up to us, we were just going to bring the hammer down, or do we want to sit down and say, hey… I want to just hear where you're at, where you're thinking. Still offer correction, still give teaching, but how do we get them to the point where they can honestly verbalize
1: the thoughts going on in their head? Uh, So one thing you said that was really important, uh, we want to teach them respect. Mm. Uh, We respect them. Right. So we uh, listen while they're talking, pay attention to what they're saying, engage with their perspective. Um, we speak respectfully. We don't scoff and make fun of the, the way they're thinking. And yeah. we teach them how to be respectful. And we teach them that what they're saying matters. And we encourage them to share more of what they feel by respectfully hearing them out. Yeah. That doesn't mean agreeing. Obviously, we can't always agree with anybody. So, But I can respectfully listen to your perspective, even if I don't agree.
0: Yeah. I think that's just the hardest thing for me is giving enough space for people to share what they're thinking without me quickly interjecting to correct what what God, what really, and it comes down to, I'm talking about, because I sit down with teens and we have theological conversations and debates and I have strong viewpoints on what God's word says and if they bring up other beliefs, I'm so quick to just be like, yeah. oh, you're wrong and here's why. <laughs> but I but I want them to be able to come and bring some of those thoughts because if I just shut them down every time, they're they're not gonna come to me anymore to have those yeah. conversations.
1: Yeah. I'm also finding that those hard conversations sometimes uh are hard for me. Man, this is the embarrassed Jeremy episode so far. They're hard for me because I have an opinion. Yeah. I literally, I'm that guy. I have an opinion on everything. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I have a, an opinion because it's my opinion, you know? Yeah. And when I'm pushed harder on it, deeper on it, from a kid who has, a, or a person who has a different perspective, sometimes I, I'm struggling to defend my position. And so suddenly I'm feeling attacked and under pressure, yeah. and man, it would be a whole lot easier if I could just say, because I said so, and because the Bible says so, and that's the end of the discussion, you right. know? Right, And so sometimes it really boils down to me being mm, lazy, uninformed, unbending, un- unwilling to yeah. think through my own beliefs and and make sure they're sound biblically. Yeah and not just something that i heard somebody else say and internalized and made it my own belief without looking at scripture you right. know i mean and, and this becomes intimidating especially for someone who i'm supposed to be the authority the mentor the father the teacher the pastor mm-hmm. you know so those are those are actually the conversations where it really becomes hard for me personally to stay respectful Mm -hmm. and open and hear what you have to say, it's really hard for me to say, you know what? I don't have an answer for that. Give me some time. You know? I don't... My pride really pushes back hard against that.
0: And so, I mean, when we get into these practical ways, I know... And just reading this small segment from Paul David Tripp's book, he talked about how he would get home from work and he had four kids and he would look to, I'm going to go and I'm going to find each of my kids and I'm going to look and initiate a conversation, talk to them about their day. And, um, and I'm, I can't force them to talk, but he, he talked about, he, he's going to ask questions where they, couldn't just give simple answers about their day. And he would look and kind of just do like heart checkups on how his kids were doing and obviously his wife. And that was one thing he strived to do is, okay, if I was away, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to try to individually have these
1: conversations with them,
0: open the floor for what's going on
1: in their lives. Yeah. And that's the, I think that's the other big thing. Um, there are these communications we have to have when there's this this moment of crisis but then there has to be just this ongoing yeah. communication because sometimes there's a moment of crisis and you don't even know it's happening right sometimes your kid is going through this huge thing and you're blind to it yeah. you know because you've got your own your own huge things going on and they haven't brought this to you, the fallout hasn't happened yet, whatever. And you're not even aware that it's going on. But then also, sometimes there's just um, there's a need for them to feel comforted and heard, or there's this area where Satan's attacking them and they're not even aware of it yet. Um, You know, there's all of these things small in the beginning at least that can be happening in the heart and mind of our kids, and we're not aware of them if we're not just having ongoing, real-life, open communication where they are safe and comfortable to tell us what's going on, where their head's at, how they're thinking, what they're feeling.
0: Yeah. So, Jeremy, just kind of bringing it home, wrapping it up, do you have any more practical – would you have any practical advice for parents who's like, my kids are a little bit older, maybe they're middle school, high school. I have not been having – open communication with them at all, where do I start? How can I do this where it's not, I mean, maybe, of course, it's going to be a little awkward at first, but how do I start having open communication?
1: Um, So there needs to be uh, regular, purposeful conversations with your kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is going to look different. We beat this drum all the time. This is going to look different in every house um, and with every kid, but there needs to be time when you're hanging out with your children individually and they just have the opportunity to talk to you mm-hmm. about whatever. And depending on your kid and depending on their age and their personality, you're going to have to take the lead on some of those. Um, and then other children, you're just going to give them the open space and they're going to fill that you know, with, with their talking. Yeah. But I think it's very important to have – it doesn't have to be systematic. It doesn't have to be scheduled. That that depends really on your personality maybe. Right. But I think there needs to be regular. This moment is for us to talk. Yep. And that has to happen with each of your kids on a regular basis. And I'm, this is intimidating to me because I'm, I'm not necessarily knocking this out of the park. The Bible literally uses the term daily. So... Yeah, this needs to be happening with each of your kids on a daily basis. I like that. Uh, I really just that coming out of my mouth. I like the concept, but that's heavy. That's a lot.
0: One thing important. One thing that I was looking up and I'd seen. <clears throat> advertised before. And just like, I mean, practical as it gets, if you and I know a lot of families that do this, the dinner table is their time because that is the time they have scheduled. They're going to sit down, they're going to have conversations. And I'm just looking it up even on Amazon. They have, you have these conversation cards and it sounds lame. It sounds, Oh, man, like more formal. But if you – I know there's some people who they're like, how in the world do I even get this talking? And they'll use – there's companies called like talking point conversation cards or table topics. And it's just an open question. And they have these – like categorized for families right of just like hey there's like um if we had a special family day day together what would you want to do and it just like starts okay getting in the habit of at talking putting our devices away sitting down and talking and so don't don't be afraid to use something like that just to start getting yourself in the habit of having
1: conversations and not so not every conversation also has to be tell me about the biggest thing that's happening in your life that's making you right. really angry or it can just be hey what, what are you watching hey um, what would you like to do hey if we're going to have a family vacation where do you want to go yeah. knowing what's going on in your kids world and knowing how they feel I remember talking to um, uh, I can't remember who it was but at the dinner table they would have to say here's something Bad about my day. Here's something good about my day. Here's yeah. something. Oh no! Here's what it was. They all rhymed. Here's something that made me glad. Here's something that made me sad. Here's something that made me mad. Oh, that's two negatives. Yeah. But anyway, something like yeah. That. With their younger kids, let's yeah. go around the table and tell. Um, everybody take a turn to tell about what's going on in your day. I like that. And uh, but as you're talking about that, I'm thinking about the Autry dinner dinner table. We're weird, man our personalities are so big and um, the four males that live in my house are so loud and boisterous yep. that our dinner conversation is chaotic yeah. you know um, so I also need to make sure there is individual time with each of my kids mm-hmm. so everyone is heard That's good. And, um, and nobody is um, pushed out and my wife is way better at this than I am. I come home from work constantly and find her, one of our sons, um, in, in a room, having a conversation together alone. Uh, so it's great. I know we have um, maybe single parents listening, um, but it's great in a, in a marriage to have a teammate in a, in a situation like this. Um, and I don't know, side note, if you're a single parent, Uh, If you're part of our church here at Central, uh, you have some people who want to be on your team. Um, uh, The pastoral staff, obviously, but um, Chuck and I both, as the student pastor, children's pastor, we have a team of adults who care about your kids and would love to pour into them.
0: Definitely. Jeremy, this has been great. I think it's going to open, really open things up for, we're about to get into a really heavy subject over the next few weeks. And I think having this concept um, of our foundation of open communication is going to be crucial as we have
1: these intense talks. <laughs> yeah, you're going to definitely want to tune in next. Tune in? That sounds very FM radio. Listen in. Listen in. Uh, whatever. Podcast in? Yep. Uh, uh, starting next week, we have a, a very heavy, very timely uh, topic that we'll be covering Um and uh, maybe we'll just leave it as a teaser. That sounds great. Mm -hmm. Hey, thanks for listening to Beyond a Parent. Remember, parenting is way beyond us, but in Christ we have all that we need for this journey. Peace out.